Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites. I'm Blackjack Fletcher. And for those of you who may be surprised to be hearing my voice on a Tuesday, just going to give you a little bit of an explanation as to why that is. From now through football season, you'll be getting The Favorites twice a week. Generally, you'll be getting Chad on Tuesday and myself on Thursday. Doesn't mean that we won't be interacting with each other or dropping by on each other's days, but that's just generally how this is going to work until we get to football season and go back to our three-show format. And so today, I'm joined by legendary baseball player, wonderful storyteller, and my own personal rain man, Paul LaDuca. Paulie, how are we doing today? I'm absolutely doing wonderful. It's like a kid in a candy store right before you're going to Vegas. It, it just depends on how the drive back is. Yep, me and Paul are heading out to Vegas later today. I am both excited and terrified. Um, <laughs> not sure which feeling is stronger at this point, um, but I'm sure it'll be eventful. Yeah, I just want to get a girl up to uh, our box or our seats and have the same look on her face that she did with the Bryce Harper picture. She seemed like she was so excited to be at the Las Vegas night game. Okay, okay. So, the, all right, I'm, I'm glad. I didn't know where that was going when you said you <laughs> wanted to get a girl. I was a little hesitant there, but that was fine. That picture is just so great. And everybody's focusing on Bryce Harper. Why don't they focus on the girl? She's just so upset. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, All right, so you're you, well. You know what, Paulie? This is why you're a pro because that's a great segue. Uh, you're talking about Bryce Harper. Obviously, uh, we did this show last week. He hadn't signed yet. He proceeded to sign a couple of hours later with the Phillies for his uh, 13-year, 330 million dollar contract. There are a lot of prop bets out there on Bryce Harper right now, and you can bet on his home run over/under total, which is 34 and a half his RBI total, which is 94.5, and his batting average, which is over under 274. Which one of these uh, speaks to you a little bit? Well, you know, I think the RBI is that you have to be uh, a little bit skeptical because he's he's reached, what, 94.5 RBIs. He's had two years where he's been 99 and 100. So right. you'd be surprised, actually, that I was actually surprised to – to know that last year was his first year that he he'd had a hundred RBIs, um, thirty four and forty home runs, twice. Other than that, under twenty four. Now, I mean, under twenty five. The rest. Talk to of me the about years. the park, though, because you've made a great point about him playing in Citizens Bank Park. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. How many home runs does he gauge? So now it's 34 and a half. I mean, I think the RBIs would probably pretty be pretty safe. Um, he's going into probably a little bit deeper of a lineup. Um, he'll have some protection. Maybe not a little bit deeper. But well, they add Segura, Real Muto. Yeah. They've got Hoskins. I mean, it's a good lineup. I get it. You know, Segura's good, yeah. I mean, what does McCutcheon have left? What do some of these guys have left, too? You know, but... He, if he stays healthy, I think the 94 RBIs is good. 274 with his eyes closed. I mean, he had his worst year ever. Really? Yeah, just because what ends up happening in ballparks like that, like you drive a ball, like say say you're in like San Fran, and you just absolutely just smoke a ball to right center field, and it gets run down at like 410 feet. It, the next thing you do to yourself is like, oh gosh, I got to pull it, and now you get pull happy, and and what it ends up putting yourself in a slump. A ballpark can put a player into a slump if he hits a ball really well. He's got to stay disciplined and go. Okay, I got to still stay with that approach. I made a hard out, but most of the time, it's not about that. You know, organizations, coaches, whatever want results. They don't care about the four hundred and ten foot line drive out that you just hit a bullet. They'd rather have the, the 30-foot blooper that hits the chalk and is a double and scores three runs. It's just the bottom line. It's called results. So, you know, when you hit a ball that well over there, it gets caught. It goes through your head. Gosh. All right. My next step bad. I can't. Right. I smoked one that way. I got to try to pull. Then now the pitchers are sure. Now you're out of your. Now you, you made a point zone. about Citizens Bank Park. We, we were talking about this. You've played there before, right? Yeah. And okay. I made a point to. I think the one year I hit when I was either with the Mets or Marlins, I have to look. It was like I hit 12 home runs one year, and I think seven of them were there. Yeah, so that's that's obviously going to benefit him, and that's why I kind of like the home run total over 34 and a half. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's going to play 81 games there, you know, and he's just – I think he's going to crush in that park with, with the, the home run totals. And not to mention he's got the benefit of staying within the same division he's played in for his entire career. So, you know, the, the pitching at least should be somewhat familiar to him. It's not like he's going to a new league or even a new division. No, I agree. Um, it's going to be a little weird for him. It was a little weird for me when you play against your old team. That will probably subside after maybe one or two series. Um, and people are talking, are they going to go headhunting after him? That's not going to happen. Um uh, do the DC pitchers know what he has? Yeah, but you know he's been standing in the outfield and he knows what the Washington guys throw to. You make a good good point there. He's not changing divisions. Um, I know interleague play and guys change, but still the relievers and some of the left-handed specialists. He doesn't have to sort of relearn. Uh, maybe the new guys, but um, it is a big advantage. And like you said, Citizens Bank Ballpark is just—it's a different beast. He's got to just get over the weather early. Um, like just like any cold weather um, a city, and as soon as it starts getting hot, uh, I would think if he stays healthy, he's going to start launching. All right, so we're on the overs all across the board here, over 34.5 home runs, which is minus 125, over 94.5 RBI, which is minus 112, and over batting average 274, also minus 112. Paulie, before we move on, I want to talk for a second about Audible. Could listening make you a better parent, a better leader, even a better person? Could listening to motivating fitness programs get you even more fit than you already are? Could listening inspire you to start something new? 
There's never been a better time to start listening on Audible. With Audible, you get access to an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. And now, with Audible Originals, the selection has gotten even more custom with content made for members. I would personally recommend all of our listeners go and listen to Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas by Hunter S. Thompson, because Paul and I are going to be living that very story over the next 48 hours in Las Vegas, then driving across the desert to California. Audible members can choose three titles every month, one audiobook and two Audible originals you can't hear anywhere else. Audible members also get access to exclusive audio fitness programs to start the new year off on the right foot. Listen on any device, anytime, anywhere, at home, at the gym, on your commute, or just on the go. You'll also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges, rollover credits, and an audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel. Audible, the most inspiring minds, the most compelling stories, the best place to listen. Get started with a 30-day trial when you go to audible.com slash action or text the word action to 500-500 and listen for a change. That's audible.com slash action or text action to 500-500. Polly, let's shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit of NFL. There are odds out there on the number one draft pick overall. The top four players listed are Nick Bosa, who is somehow still the favorite at minus 125, Kyler Murray at plus 160, Quinnen Williams at plus 350, and Dwayne Haskins at plus 900. To me, this is an absolute no-brainer on Kyler Murray. What do you think? This is unbelievable. If you would have told me that we'd be talking about Kyler Murray being the first pick of the draft um, about, what, a month ago, I'd have told you you're crazy. Um, But I think Blackjack, I, I don't know if this is your thought, but this was my thought. I don't. I, I was trying to look. I, I was asking somebody. Me and you were talking about this. Has there ever been a? For, first of all, has there ever been a, a, a quarterback under six feet drafted in the first round? Because Breeze wasn't. Russell Wilson wasn't. I mean Mayfield. Mayfield was well, Mayfield under six feet. If not, he's right at it. I think he's. I think he's just under. But he's okay, the only he's one that comes under. to mind. Yeah, I guess. Um, but is he must be that freak of an athlete for them to just dispose of Rosen or think about dispose of Rosen after just a one year sampling. And I know Schwartz, our colleague Jeff, is a big fan of Josh. And listen, Arizona really had no weapons. You know, David Johnson's coming off, and the offensive line was atrocious. Awful. Atrocious. David Johnson's coming off a bad injury. Larry Fitzgerald's at the back end of his career. They they pay, they traded my, my my favorite receiver peanut butter and jelly, um, Josh uh, John Brown, to Baltimore, who ended up having a good year uh, for the Ravens. So like they traded a lot of their explosive weapons away, and they went with a defensive minded coach, and it just didn't work out. So now they're gonna just gonna revamp with Mur- with Murray and, but what what can you get for Rosen? That that's my my, my issue is yeah. I, I, what, what kind of what, what did you do for the kid to make his stock go up to get anything for him? Well, nothing. And, and the problem is, is they gave up two draft picks to move up to take him. Yeah, they're not going to get those picks back because 
like you said, I mean, he played in front of a terrible offensive line. He got sacked a lot. I still like Josh Rosen, but I think it's pretty clear that Cliff Kingsbury wants Kyler Murray to run that offense. I mean, if you're going to bring Kingsbury in to run that offense, you kind of need to let him put his guys in place, no? Yeah, he's a guy that knows his system, right? He wants to know he wants to insert the right guys into his system and and listen, it's predicated on explosive plays and that's the one thing the Cardinals have been missing for years and I mean, Larry Fitzgerald's not an explosive receiver. He's a great receiver. He's one of the best receivers to ever play the game, but he's not an explosive receiver. He is a, uh, a a possession receiver. I mean, he catches everything, but he's not a guy you're going to throw down the field to or explosive plays. plays. And the Cardinals just have not had that at all um, since Kurt Warner and Larry and those boys and Anquan Bolden and they've – they forgot a lot of those other guys, the weapons that they had on offense when they did, you know, get to uh, the Super Bowl when, um, you know, Pittsburgh beat them. So ultimately, do you think Kyler Murray goes first overall? I think he does. I think he does. This, this is like, I've never like we we talked last week on the pod. I've never seen a guy actually test better when it comes to height and weight. He he's a freak athlete. I think that. The Cardinals and the rest of the league are saying it's just the best athlete out there by far, and we just can't pass him up. So sorry, Josh. I, I think that's yeah. what's going on. No, right I, now. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's 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 kind of unfortunate for Josh Rosen. It kind of reminds me of like that movie with Ben Stiller, The Heartbreak Kid, where he marries this girl and then goes on his honeymoon and meets the woman he's really in love with. Like that's yeah. that's kind of what the Cardinals did. Like. They married Josh Rosen and then found Kyler Murray, and they're like, "Oh shit, what do I do now? Yeah, how do I then, how do I get out of this? You seem yeah, like but, a guy who could find your way out of that situation." No, no, no. Sometimes you got to go to the basement, make a call, bathroom. <laughs> got to get rid of the echo, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! All right. Um, <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on to a little college basketball. <laughs> We've got conference tournament conference tournaments starting uh well starting yes. today. Um but let's talk about a couple of big ones, Polly. The ACC. Now, we've got Duke obviously. They're waiting on Zion Williamson back. Um could be as soon as tonight as tonight. Um but either way it looks like he is going to come back and play for them. Virginia, best defense in the country. They are your second choice at plus 200. Duke, by the way, plus 110. Your third choice, North Carolina, at plus 350. And then there's a significant gap to Florida State, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Louisville. Do you think there's a play here on anyone other than Duke to win the ACC? Not really. I mean, uh, I get maybe Virginia um, because it might might take Zion a little bit to get back into the offense. You know – this is the best offensive team that Bennett's had in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And they do seem to take over in the second half. Um, and again, we know his success outside the tournament. But when he gets in the tournament, it's just been an absolute struggle. They've been awful, um, Virginia. So I do think they their defense is going to play in the ACC tournament. They're going to be tough to handle. Um 
I think the sneaky team in the tournament is Louisville. I think they're way better and way undersold. What are they, plus 2,000? Um, you know, Syracuse and Bayheim, that, that zone plays a little bit. Florida State's okay. North Carolina doesn't play enough defense. I'm surprised, you know. If you look, you know, Louisville is, they're 30 in offensive efficiency. They're the top 20 in defense. They've been in a lot of games. They had a really tough loss. They had Virginia buried. They had Virginia beat. They had them beat yep. by 15, and they didn't score a point. Virginia Virginia, and Louisville have the same problem every once in a while, or Virginia used to, but Louisville has the Virginia problem where they can just go stale and not score for like five to ten minutes. But if if they can, they can be in a lot of games. So I think they're the sleeper team. But I do think this is a chalk. It will end up being a, a chalk tournament. It will be Duke and Virginia. I'm intrigued final. by UNC a little bit at plus 350. But ultimately, I think you're right that the, the top two teams here are the teams that this comes down to. I, I, Virginia's the one that's kind of got my, my interest peaked here because you're right. Last year, this defense was every bit as good as it is this year, but they didn't have DeAndre Hunter. Mm-hmm. And without him, he's the guy who, when they're in those scoring droughts, can kind of dig them out a little bit. Yeah. And without him last year, we saw them really struggle to put points on the board. I don't think they will have that same issue now. I also think that even when Zion Williamson comes back, Duke is going to be careful with him because they don't want to lose him again. So I'm going to go with Virginia at plus 200 in the ACC tournament. I like it. I think it's a good play. I think they're definitely the team to beat. And like I said, I would take a flyer on Louisville. At plus 2,000. Why not? Why not? I'm telling you, that conference is not that far apart when you take Zion out of the equation. All right. Now, you want to talk about a conference that's really not far apart. Let's talk about the Big 12. The Big 12 is very, very tightly contested this year. The favorite, for the first time in a long time going into the Big 12 tournament, is not Kansas. It's Texas Tech, plus 200. Kansas is plus 250. Iowa State, plus 400. Kansas State plus 500, Baylor plus 700, Texas at plus 900, and TCU at plus 2,000. What do you think happens in the Big 12 tournament? Does Kansas rally and win this thing, or or does it go somewhere else this year? You know, that's a good question. This is the first time Thank I, you. in how many years Bill Self has not won the the Big 12 title, um, at least outright in, during the season. Texas Tech is for real, and they housed Texas last night. Um, they play very good defense, very good offense. Kansas has sort of been Jekyll and Hyde. At, at one point in the season, they were number one in Ken Palm, number one in the nation. Then they had that little rut and that little drought. And then um, they went and they blew out Kansas State. Um, I, I can't figure them out. And like, Then Bill Self will go to a, a tournament, NCAA tournament, and he'll get ousted in the first round, and then he'll go win a national championship. They had the most Jekyll and Hyde program. Um, and I really don't know what to do with Kansas. And I, I think they're the kind of team that probably will step it up when the chips are on the table. So you're getting plus money on team with back class and a coach that knows what he's doing. So I'd probably play Kansas, you know, I'm going to play Kansas as well. At the money. Listen, I'm playing Kansas. You're getting plus 250, and I kind of view Kansas in the Big 12 the same way I view the New England Patriots. Until somebody beats them, I'm going to take them to win the Big 12 because they just do it every damn year. 
So you think it'd be plus 250 on Kansas in the Big 12? That's where I'm going to go. Yeah, I get what you're going. I'll tell you what, though. I, I do believe that Texas Tech and um, Kansas are the two best teams in that. In that um, by far, the two best teams in the Big 12. I, I really do. Um, you have to understand, too, Kansas got the number one strength of schedule. They've played against the number one offenses, adjusted offenses in the nation. So that's where I, I'll lean Kansas over Texas Tech. I do think Texas Tech is good, very good. But like I said, I'll take the plus money. And I think Kansas will go far in the tournament. You do? Yeah, I do. I think they're better. It just the schedule that they played, I think that it took their toll on them midway through the season. I think they've caught their stride a little bit here towards the end. Anything on the college slate tonight that's got your interest? Actually, it's a pretty good slate. I wish we would have got to Vegas a little bit earlier, but we're, there's only one game. I like Nevada tonight, who's lost to to Utah State um, last uh, last game for their third loss. They didn't even think they'd lose one game this year, or maybe two, but they've lost three. They played tonight. I see the the eight o'clock game. Yeah, Air Force. Yeah, they're playing Air I mean, Force. They're thirteen and a half point favorites. Yeah, yeah all the tournaments start today. Some good tournaments. Tomorrow, by the way, 10 o'clock games start in the MEAC. So I like Butler against Xavier tonight. Butler needs to make a little bit of run to try to get in the tournament. All right. So you, you like Nevada over Air Force. MEAC games start tomorrow, and you like Butler. Yeah. Okay. Glad we got that. Polly, guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, a bad back, or something worse, men are usually more comfortable rubbing the proverbial dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of it myself. I'm sure you have been as well. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show that 70% of men, including Chad Millman, who experience erectile dysfunction, don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman has created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for your ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com favorites, fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and you'll get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, go online, get checked by the doctor, and fix the ED. It's really easy, so take care of it. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com favorites. That's GetRoman.com favorites for a free online visit. GetRoman.com favorites. Get Roman, get hard. All right, so uh, we're going to move on now to what is the favorite part of my week, and that is story time with Paul LaDuca. <laughs> now, Paul, I I uh, heard from Little Birdie that you have an interesting story from your minor league days in Lake Elsinore, California. Yeah, so here's the story of, uh, of I was in A-ball um, playing for the Bakersfield Dodgers. So we're playing the Lake Elsinore Storm. And Lake Elsinore had a casino um, where you could play Texas Hold'em um, in Omaha. 
for the people out there that don't know Omaha high low obviously um and there was a, probably about six or seven of us after a game we go down to the casino the casino was below the um the hotel so we're you know we're playing throughout the night and a couple of us are on a heater i'm up a little bit of money and um I think we were playing at the time like two, four, five, ten. You know, we were in the minor leagues. We weren't making a ton of money, and there were limit pots too, so guys wouldn't really get crushed. So it's about eleven o'clock. Obviously, you're in the minor leagues. You got a curfew at about at midnight, and boom, the lights go out in all of Lake Elsinore. So guys start covering their chips, their money. Guys are, you know. At that time, you could still smoke in, in places. So guys were smoking cigarettes, had their lighters on. And, and, you know, I heard a guy say, you know, everybody stop, everybody chill. Let, let's see what's going on. So we all, like, got our chips. We walked outside, and it's, it's pitch black. And all you can see is the lights from the stadium, which are about uh, about a half a mile away, a quarter of a mile away, somewhere in that area. So you could see somewhat outside. So... Next thing I hear is I hear this older man going, don't worry, we got it. I'm like, what? So he brings out about 15, like, literally candles and, like, <laughs> candelabras. Candelabras? Okay? Like, almost like candelabras. I'm not lying to you. What are you about? I mean, they look like menorahs. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, they were, like, lit on the table. And now I'm playing Texas Hold'em with a power outage. In Lake Elsinore, after about a half hour delay, now it's the 11.30, we're playing with candles on the table so we can see the cards. So wait, so they brought the candles or the menorahs, whatever it may be, into the casino? Yes. No, they had like candles and I guess there's power outages happen in Lake Elsinore. I don't know, but they were ready. They didn't have a backup generator, but they had candles ready. The action was going to keep on going. Okay. Casino was full. All right. So we start playing again. Right, but here's the problem now. Like, you know, we don't have any clocks on. We're not looking at our watches. We're playing. Next thing you know, it's like three in the morning, and I had remember I had won like eight hundred bucks, which eight hundred dollars, and you're an A ball. You're making eight hundred fifty dollars a month is like gold. That's a month's rent. Like you're like, oh my god, this is unbelievable. And uh, we came up the hill at about three fifteen, and we just came sprinting back and we get into our room now when you're in the minor leagues you obviously have a, a, a roommate my roommate at the time was a guy named Mike Metcalf wow. and he was with me so we got into our room and we went in and then uh, one of the other guys a guy named Ken Huckabee he asked his roommate who did not go hey was there a bed check and he goes no so we're like yes okay we're cool everything's cool no bed check we gambled because whenever you go out in the minor leagues, it's curfew usually is midnight or one o'clock. Um, but our manager was John Shelby, T-Bone Shelby. Um, he caught the last out actually the 1988 World Series for the Dodgers, played for the Orioles. The best manager I ever had, the best. He was so awesome. So he never really had a bed check, but you just wanted to make sure just in case. So no bed check, nothing. We get to the ballpark the next day Obviously, the lights are back on on Lake Elsinore, and it's about 3 o'clock, and he calls a team meeting. 
and he steps in front of us and he goes, okay, I saw about 10 of you guys running up to your rooms last night at about three o'clock in the morning. It's $100 right now if you tell me who you are, $200 if you don't. And he just walks into his room in the manager's office. Okay. And I'm sitting there. Now we're all pondering. We all go in the bathroom like, how? The lights were out. There's no way he could have saw us. Did he do a bed check? What is going on? Da-da-da-da-da. Next thing you know, about 15 guys walk into his room. And he just starts dying laughing. And he goes, ah, ha, ha, ha. He goes, LaDuca, Metcalf, and Huckabee, you stay here. Uh-oh. And he goes, all the rest of you guys, I never saw any of you guys. I just saw these three clowns. <laughs> and, and I go, how in the heck did you see us? See, what happens is oh, every minor league re- uh, manager comes. has to write a report after a game. Um, and what ended up happening is when the lights went out, T-Bone was white writing his report. He fell asleep. He got back up and he had to write his report and the lights were out. He went down to his rent-a-car. His rent-a-car <laughs> turned on the pilot light in the rent-a-car and was doing his report. We ran right by him at 3.15 in the morning. Wow. Listen right to you. Right by his rent-a-car. Are, aren't casinos kind of a no-no if you're playing like professional <laughs> baseball? I mean, like, what are the chances? Like, he just started dying laughing. And the funny just part no is answer. he laughed. He laughed so loud and, like, thought it was the funniest thing. He goes, you three clowns ran right by my car. I had the light on. I was doing the report. And I just figured there was more people down there. The best part is that he he just said, I saw 10 of you. He made up a number and 15 guys walked in. But did the best part about it fine? is he, did, he took the $1,500 and he had a party with us at the end of the year. Wow, what a guy. Yeah, that's a true story, and it, there is a casino in Lake Elsinore, yeah. Okay, wow, that's good to know if I'm ever in Lake Elsinore, Well, there's California. casinos all over California now, but that was 1996. Sure about that? Hold on. <laughs> 90, 1994 in the Kellogg. Wow. 1994 in the Kellogg, yeah. 25 years Um, ago. That was the same year that uh, we were in San Bernardino, and we almost got arrested because my buddy went behind the counter of Denny's because... (laughs) Denny's again. He was upset because the lady said Denny's was closed and he was drunk, and... The guy goes, no, Denny's is 24 hours. And the lady's like, not this Denny's. And he went behind the counter and started just cooking. Wait, And the lady what? called the police. He went, yeah. he went like into the kitchen and started cooking. Yeah, he just started and going you were back with him? there. And co- yes, we, and we were trying to drag him out of there because she stood, just started dialing the police. She was by herself. What was he cooking? Um, I think he was trying to cook moons over Miami. That's all he kept saying all night. What? What? Moons over my hammy. <laughs> what is moons over my hammy? It's two pieces of bread. It's wondrous. It's two pieces of bread, uh, ham, and like. I didn't know we were going here. 
eggs. It's like phenomenal. And I remember we were walking in. He's like, I want moons over my hammy. And the lady's like, it's closed. And I was like, we're getting out of here. And he's like, no, we're not. And he's like, I'm getting my moons over my hammy. And he's like, can I, can I get it to go? And the lady's like, no. And, and he's like, okay. And he hopped over the counter and she's like, what are you doing? And she started getting scared a little bit. And then I remember telling him like, bro, what are you doing? She could have a gun. Like I, I said something to that aspect. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to cook moons over my hammy. And he went back there and he started turning on like the greaser or whatever. And then finally, um, I kind of was Miguel Cairo or one of the other guys, one of the Latin guys like was like, cursing at him in, in Latin and finally like just grabbed was him it and Latin went off or Spanish? And, and got him out of there and like literally we ran out of there as the you could I don't know if the police were pulling up but we ran out of there like so, I, I thought we were going to jail so you there. ran oh so let me just get this story straight because there's a lot to unpack here you had a teammate who hopped the counter at a closed Denny's to cook moons over my hammy yes and then Miguel Cairo was yelling at him in Latin. No, no, in Spanish. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't, and, I didn't, I didn't mean Latin. And I, then I, I, I took got, Latin in high school. My, my bad. And, wait a second, hold on. You can't just casually drop that. You oh, took I did. Latin in high school. Let me tell you something. I went to a prep school. Somebody want to challenge me? Yeah, I do. I took five years of Latin. Oh my god, 5 years of Latin. All right. Whatever. What did you How did you wind up taking Latin? A V is a 5, okay? I'm Those are Roman numerals. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I don't really think there's anything left to say. Um, a I'm v just is telling a five. you. <laughs> That's uh, what you've retained from Latin. A V is a five. I took. Here's what happened was, when I went to, uh, I went to a prep school and you had to take something like, so I took one year of Latin and then I took French my second year because French. I went to an all boys school, but French was an all girls school next to us. French guy. French, you could was taken at the all girls school, so that's the only reason why I took French, so I could just get away from all the guys and go see some women. <laughs> Can you speak any French? Hell no, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> the only thing I know in French is when my French horse crosses the line on the turf course. Wow. All right. So, but it, no, that is true. It, 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 I want to say it happened in San Bernardino. San Bernardino had a team. A lot of stuff happened in the Cal League. You, you got to understand, Blackjack. A lot of stuff happened before <laughs> the cell phone and cell phone cameras. How many of your stories involve a Denny's? A lot. <laughs> Seems You're gonna understand. Like, you, like I said, I signed in 1993, $850 a month. So, like, people always talk about you professionally sign, you're an instant millionaire. No, I got $22,000 in school. I bought a Camaro, <laughs> straight Guido move. <laughs> and and you remember when like carpets for your dashboard were popular <laughs> no paul i was born in 1984 i don't okay well at one time that was popular blackjack okay <laughs> you were a, a pimp if you had fur on your dashboard okay <laughs> he spells every week on the show okay yeah my spelling's better 
It's gotten better. I've been I've been in the thesaurus, okay? <laughs> You've been working on your spelling in a thesaurus? Yes. Hey, listen, if I have to learn the harder words, then the easier words will be easier, okay? Okay. That's how I challenge myself. <laughs> it's called G-A-M-B-I-L-I-N-G. <laughs> See? Okay. So you've been working on your spelling. Yes. Um, so, okay, the carpet on the dashboard. Yeah. So what you would do is, like, that was it. So, like, you had four guys living in one house. I mean... And Denny's and Top Ramen and Taco Bell. And there was just like, I mean, a tr- Outback was a treat. Outback was a treat. I mean, and that's nothing against Outback. You can get a great steak for 12 bucks. But um, that's the way it was in the minor leagues. And you would lean on the bonus baby. So, like, literally, like, if like one of your guys on your team was a first rounder to sign for a million dollars, he was picking up the tab almost 80% of the time. Wow. So. Whatever happened to that Camaro? Mm, that's a good question. It might be still at Turf Paradise. What? Why would it be at Turf Paradise? Well, I was it was parked there a lot. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, explain Turf Paradise for those who don't know. It's the racetrack. Yep. Either that or it's at Phoenix Greyhound Park. I We used to sneak out of school and go to there or the Greyhounds. But the Greyhounds was too far away. It was by the airport. So we would usually go to the horses. So you think you just left this car at a racetrack of some sort? You know, I really don't remember what happened to that car. I don't. I I think maybe I gave it to my dad or my brother at the end of it. And um, bet you had some good times in that car. Yeah, I did. I um I went to Arizona State, <laughs> and I had a girlfriend. That was a bad move. <laughs> So, yeah, like my high school and my college years, I was actually a, a good boy. I was actually a good boy. I am a good boy. Paul, I am a good boy. Paul, there's nobody that believes that. Come on, Blackjack. You believe that. You'd let me marry your daughter. All right. I think it's time to wrap this. <laughs> All right. That has been The Favorites uh, with Paul LaDuca. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Chad and Scooch will be back on Thursday this week. Make sure you download The Favorites on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. Uh, and download on radio.com slash the Action Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time. <laughs>